rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore Travel PT at ariusmedical.com. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. NPTE StudyCast. All right, welcome to NPTE StudyCast, helping students prepare to succeed on the NPTE. Bringing back no stranger to the show, Lauren Nielsen. Lauren, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, what are we talking about today uh, on the show to prep students for the NPTE? We are talking about the nasty osteomyelitis. Oh, very icky. It's got an itis in it, which means it can't be good. Uh, How do we describe osteomyelitis briefly so students can wrap their head around it? So this is a serious infection of the bone. It's most commonly caused by a bacterial infection in the bloodstream or an exposure of the bone to contaminants. For example, someone having a surgery or an open fracture. In 25% of cases, this condition is going to be predisposed by trauma. So there's your big clue. Mm -hmm. In children, it's really common in the growth plates because the growth plates have awesome blood supply, which is an opportunity for that blood-borne infection. And in adults, this condition is most common in the spine because that also has an increased vascular supply with aging. It can also be really common in patients with a diabetes mellitus diagnosis because they have an increased risk of diabetic ulcers and they have a delayed healing time. So that wound's going to be open longer, which invites infection. In its simplest form, it's an infection of the bone tissue, either through bloodstream or contact with bacteria in an open wound. Once this infection progresses to the medullary cavity, We've got weakened bone, we've got compromised bone, we've got risk for fracture. And all this can lead up to osteonecrosis, and we do not like that word necrosis. No, necrosis equals bad. All right, let's let's approach this like you're a PT in a clinic. What are some things that are going to set off red flags in your head to say, hey, this might be osteomyelitis? Yeah, so the patient can complain of what we call bone pain. It's usually deep and aching. They're going to complain of swelling, chills, sweating, lethargy, recent trauma or surgery. And the pain's not relieved by changing their position, which is a red flag. When we go to check them out, you might notice a fever, arrhythmia, or redness in the area. And some may have an open wound that can be discharging pus. There's often reduced mobility in the joints involved or near the tissue involved. And we would confirm this diagnosis by referring the patient out for a bone biopsy or MRI. A lot of red flags there. A lot of things to pay attention to on the exam. What things could this look like a differential diagnosis for things close to osteomyelitis? Yeah, so luckily, most of the things that act like osteomyelitis are also a red flag. So there's no doubt we're going to refer it out. But some things that are similar include osteonecrosis, which can occur in patients that have been using steroids for a long time. Fractures may present similarly, so they're going to have trouble weight-bearing. A cancerous malignancy is another one we want to watch out for with night pain or a history of cancer. Cellulitis could be appearing with a swelling and redness and fever or gout, which includes a rapid onset. All these conditions we'd be referring out for. So if you hear this pattern of symptoms, no doubt refer it out. I like how you put that. It rhymes. It must be true. Treatment examples, since this is a red flag condition, this is a no-fly zone, right? No-fly zone. Refer this out for medical management, including antibiotics, wound agreement, or bone graft. All right. Sample question. How might this come across on the NPTE or any of your study exams? So the NPTE is, is making sure that you're a safe practitioner. So recognizing when you might need to take a different action than usual. So here's your sample question. A 74-year-old male presents to the clinic for evaluation following a left total hip arthroplasty. 
Upon evaluation, the patient admits to experiencing a recent fever of 104 degrees and swelling in the left hip area. When you change the patient's dressing, you notice the wound discharge has a yellow color. What is the most appropriate next step? All right, yellow color, just had a total hip, swelling in the area, and a fever. So let's see our options for the sample question. I'll, I'll, I'll read them off here. Uh, a, encourage the patient to utilize elevation to manage swelling. B, encourage the patient to utilize ice to manage the swelling. C, refer the patient out to the referring physician. Or D, educate the patient to monitor wound discharge for changes over the next three days after dressing change. So, uh, Lauren Nielsen, where's your head go for this sample question? This one should be a little bit easier for you guys. You want to see, refer out to the referring physician. No doubt, refer it out. We gave you lots of clues with the fever, the discharge and the recent surgery. So you're referring this one out. Answer C. Osteomyelitis, and I love how you mentioned that. The NPTE job is to make sure you're first and foremost a safe practitioner. So uh, a good topic to have in your brain in terms of identifying those red flag, no-fly zones for physical therapists. Uh, Thanks for the insight. We appreciate it. No problem. Download free study guides now at ariusmedical.com slash NPTE studycast. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com slash NPTE studycast. Rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore travel PT at ariusmedical.com. NPTE studycast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.